This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Doug Murphy is the president and CEO of Chorus Entertainment. And in a recent piece he penned in the Financial Post, he talks about Canada's imperiled broadcast policy and system. It's a rather dire landscape that he portrays. And I just thought, since he's just hanging around the halls these days anyway, we'd get him in here so he could flesh out some of these ideas. Doug, I appreciate you coming in on the Oakley Show. Happy to be here, John. It's right. a thrill. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Doug. Uh, what you do right, though, it, it did catch my attention. Canada's outdated broadcast policy, the title says, needs a major overhaul. The future of Canadian media is in peril. So what exactly needs to be addressed here, then? Just about everything. Um, we have a system that was designed back when there was a protected, discrete market where basically broadcasters were... Um, given the opportunity to reach massive audiences with, with no competition, and the government acts like a gatekeeper, and they required us to do certain things uh, in return for having that privileged position of being the sole voice in a given market. Now we have um, unregulated foreign media companies uh, entering Canada, uh, consuming Canadians consuming a ton of content, whether it's Netflix, uh, Apple, Spotify. None of these companies are being charged sales tax. None of these companies are paying into the Canadian media system in the way that the traditional regulated broadcasters are. It's quite frankly unsustainable. Uh, And it's time for our government to take a look uh, around the world to see what other governments have done to address these uh, asymmetries. So let me just back up to the first point that you made uh, when you talked about the way the regulations had worked for eons. Uh, Was that a case of mandated CanCon, for example, uh, that maybe made the industry complacent and less competitive? Maybe. I mean, we we have uh, Canadian broadcasters today, the regulated broadcasters, such as as Global and Chorus and Bell Media and Rogers, we have to pay 30% of prior year's uh, revenue uh, on CanCon in the the next year. Uh, And further, we are actually required to spend it at certain times of the day, spend it on certain types of content, and to buy it from certain types of content providers. And only a limited amount can we own ourselves. So effectively, that is an age-old approach. Um, none of the competitors we're facing, i.e. Netflix, has to do any of that. So they make, they're make they a market-driven operator. They make investments in content based on what they think will be most highly consumed by uh, their audiences. And that's all we're act, uh, asking for is a similar amount of flexibility and to do away with some of these age-old obligations. All right. Well, I wanted to pick up on that point. You make it in your op-ed piece in the Financial Post. Uh, You say all who benefit from the Canadian system should contribute to that system. And uh, not only must foreign digital media companies share responsibility for supporting Canadian content, Canadian media companies must be better positioned to compete with them. This isn't so much about taxing Netflix. It must also be about clearing the way for strong Canadian companies. When you say clearing the way... Give me a, a broader expansion on that. There are a litany of regulations that we have to contend with which limit our abilities to do things that we want to do to grow. Um, and they range from, as I mentioned earlier, the required spending in certain parts of the of the television content world to, to more interesting things like in Ottawa, for example, uh, in the English market radio, uh, we are regulated to, pay, to play 50% of our music playlist has to be non-hits because the system was designed to support the French registrations across, across the river. Um, and that clearly, in, in a day of, of uh, Spotify and others, that is absurd. That's, that's a very small uh, example, but I think it's, it's illustrative of um, many, many of these regulations which really don't apply and make any sense anymore. Uh, 
all right, so it's obviously impractical that you're going to put up any kind of a digital firewall. So uh, you want to compete with these bigger companies uh, by increasing scale, if yes. I've got your article correct. Yes. So how do we get to that point? Are we talking mergers and acquisitions? How do we achieve scale? That's another good part of it. Um, everybody wants to get bigger in the media world right now. And um, there's a variety of these regulations that stand in the way of that. One example is... In, if there's a change of ownership of a regulated broadcaster, um, there has to be a 10% tax on that paid back into the system. Uh, clearly, that doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, furthermore, there's a rule that was, I think, launched in 1994. It's called diversity of voices, which measures share of audience based on the linear, like the, the linear sh- uh, broadcast. Um, and if you go above 40%, you're required to divest of certain assets. Bell got caught on this when they bought Australia Media a number of years ago. They had to sell off the Family Channel and some French music uh, stations. Um, but we all know that Netflix is the biggest broadcaster in Canada. It just happens to be on-demand, not a linear broadcaster. Um, the third rules pertain to foreign investment in Canada, and we're an advocate of allowing us to get investment from foreign players to help us get bigger and stronger. Right now, there's some very defined restrictions against that. Again, with Doug Murphy, president and CEO of Chorus Entertainment. So, so let me ask you, I mean, is there even a point or purpose to having a regulatory body anymore? Is the CRTC even relevant? Well, listen, I think, I think there's a point and purpose. Um, you know, Canada has uh, a long history of, of regulations. Um, I think every government uh, should be responsible for reviewing the legislative and regulatory backdrop of any given industry. Uh, Broadcasting is not alone in being sort of, in our view, over-regulated. I think it's systematic across many industries in Canada. Um, I I think there's a bunch of very simple approaches here, John. One is level the playing field, you know. Uh, two is provide uh, existing broadcasters with a lot more flexibility, incentives, not uh, ob- obligations and prescriptive licensing. Three is recognize that, that you know, companies like Chorus, we employ 3,500 Canadians. We operate, you know, in, in 15 cities across the country. We are a proud provider of local news. You know, uh, look at the great work that we do here on 640 AM Global News. Um, you know, and we want to grow. We just want to be able to compete with what, what have, without having one hand sort of tied behind our backs. And at the end of the day, I'm optimistic because it's so obvious that something has got to change. And I'm really encouraged by Mr. Rodriguez, who has said a number of times now that all who, all who benefit from the Canadian system must, must pay into the Canadian system. So uh, that's a pretty good tell in election season that we're going to see some changes, and I'm uh, continuing to do what I can do to advocate for those changes. Okay, so these digital giants, if they're now taxed, whether it's Netflix, Apple, Disney, Amazon, so on and so forth, uh, does that level the playing field, or uh, would those monies be somehow allocated to the domestic industry? In a perfect world, what what we'd like to see happen is um, have all players who benefit pay into the system and then commensurately reduce some of our obligations so we can make other investments which aren't uh, you know, prescribed by the regulations. We, we're still going to invest in making great shows. We're, we're in the hit business. You know, what we're trying to do, of course, is you know, build a third big business around a studio system. You know, there's, a, there's an insatiable appetite you know, around the world from streaming platforms for new content. We just want to be able to position our company to employ Canadians, graduates from all the, the you know, animation schools and such across the country um, to help us build uh, Canadian content into a much bigger, more robust opportunity for Canadians and for um, our companies. It's an export opportunity. I was going to say, because if you build a better mousetrap, you're then confident that people are going to beat a path to your door. 
as and, opposed to the market already sort of assessing the landscape and saying, well, we want Netflix, we want the streaming services. And, you know, maybe they're not as sentimental about uh, domestic or local content. How do you see it? Well, this is, I mean, we, we know that Canadians, uh, whether or not it's ET Canada, they want, they want to see uh, celebrities the world over uh, uh, reported on with a Canadian voice. We know that uh, our many great lifestyle shows, you know, like uh, Lover Listed, Property Brothers, Buying the View, uh, The Island of Brian, those are all shows with Canadians that we make and, and, and we help to sort of build and create. Canadians love those shows too. So um, I do think they'll be the path through our door. And I do think it's important that we, as proud Canadians, uh, continue to try to make a mark internationally. I mean, look at most recently Killing Eve. You know, Sandra Oh got an Emmy, but it was made by the, by the BBC. Well, why isn't that show coming out of Canada, for example? Um, yeah, so, so I just think there's lots of areas where we can do things differently. But it requires us to go back with a white piece of paper and give... Um, uh, the, the broadcasting system, the chance to make the shows that they want to make and don't tell us how and what to make. I think that's the root of it. We're, we have to be a market-driven industry. So you think Minister Rodriguez is on board with this? Is the political will, will there in general? Do you... I, um, well, that's, that's a $64,000 question. Um, I, uh, I can take at face value what the minister has said to me and what he said publicly. Um, I've spent a considerable amount of time with uh, the Ministry of Canadian Heritage, uh, who ultimately will be the people that will work with the new government, whoever it is, to affect more rapid and meaningful change. Um, there's a lot of very smart people that are on this file in, in Ottawa, and I'm really encouraged by what I'm hearing. So, you know, in, in my job to, as an as a, a individual who runs a media company, you have to be optimistic because it's pretty challenging a lot of the times. But I think that the, uh, the jungle drums are quietly beating, I think, in our favor. And I'm, op- I'm hopeful for the, for the first time in a long time that we'll see some meaningful change for our, our business. All right. Well, we who labor in the vineyards are watching this one closely. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. Again, Doug Murphy, President and CEO of Chorus Entertainment. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.